Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Welcome to Brave Worship. We're so excited that you're listening to us today. We are, um, gosh, it's just been conversationally that we have talked over the years just about how God has used music and worship in our lives. And we're two sisters. We grew up in Michigan. And um, we're just excited about being able to talk more about that and about, you know, being women in the worship realm and what that looks like. Yeah, so we grew up on a farm out in the middle of nowhere, and um, <laughs> it was really fun. We had emus sometimes. True. Pigs. <laughs> cows. Cows, yeah, ducks, geese, other animals um, that we <laughs> had a lot of fun with. Um, but honestly, I think that our upbringing gave us a lot of open space for creativity. Mm -hmm. Uh, we didn't watch a lot of TV. In fact, the two of us drug our TV out at one point. You remember that? Yeah. One of those big ones that you put a TV on top of. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I really believe growing up the way that we did, um, gave us space for music and that ended up being both of our hearts. So Mm -hmm. Mary Beth, why don't you start and tell us a little bit about your music uh, career up to this point. Yeah, sure. So um, I started singing first, I guess, as a kid, which both of us did, and um, did a lot with choral music, did a lot with um, even music ministry, um, even in junior high and high school, and then um, went on to college and got a degree in voice performance. But I also, um, I always knew there was this ministry element that I didn't want to miss out on. And so I did a a double major, um, so that I could add that ministry element in there. And I really, I was kind of torn between, um, continuing to go the, the classical music route or this thing that was kind of developing, um, in my church world with my music, um, that what we kind of know now is worship leading. Mm-hmm. And back then it really, I'm back then it wasn't like it was that long ago. We're but, so young still. I mean, <laughs> we're super young, but it was just different. There wasn't that there was worship pastors. There was choir directors, mm-hmm. There was modern worship was starting to take shape, I think, kind of the worship music or worship movement, if you will. And um, I I had gotten to be a part of that at a a great church with a really good mentor and a great band, uh, lots of studio musicians and also lots of people that I got to see um, that were passionate about worship very passionate. And so for me, I was kind of stuck between those two worlds. I had this classical music side, um, that I loved and I was considering going into opera or just continuing my education with that. And then there was this ministry side. And so coming out of college for me, I had to make that decision. Am I going to, um, 
you know, go right into my master's and continue developing my instrument? Or am I going to take a ministry position? And um, God really made the made it very clear that I was supposed to take this ministry position that came up. Um, and so I did, I was, you know, 21 years old when I started interviewing with them and, uh, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I had led worship some, I had, um, chosen songs and, and had a great internship, but I really jumped into it, not knowing a lot other than I couldn't wait for people to experience what I had experienced in worship. And so I, I started there, um, at 22 years old and, uh, you know, right away they called me a pastor and eventually ended up ordaining me. And it was just this crazy concept when I remember going into family Christian store and that those kind of places. And they would, um, they would ask me for my ID card, you know, so that I could get a discount and they would never believe me that it was me, that I was the <laughs> pastor, you know, Oh, you're the pastor's wife or you're the pastor's daughter at the time. Mm. Um, but it was me. So I, I found myself in this place, um, where I really wasn't qualified, but God put me in this position, which I was able to grow into over time. And, um, so, you know, that was, I guess almost 15 years ago now. And so I've spent a lot of time, um, not just developing as a worship leader, but as a leader with people and growing teams and, um, leading adults. And one of the things I had to figure out really early on was that kind of fake it till you make it sort of mentality where here I am a 22 year old woman walking in with a room full of usually men, you mm -hmm. know, mostly in a band and stepping up to the plate and leading them, you know, with strength and with, um, confidence and not, not being afraid to exert my opinion or to gather them, um, and, and lead them into a place and take the culture that was there and slowly grow together into a culture. That's just really cool that people can't live without, you know, a family and a ministry that can move forward. And so those are the things I'm passionate about. Just seeing the local church, um, you know, create these atmospheres where, um, musicians feel like they can use their gifts and they can bless the church. Um, but they can also be a part of the body at large, you know, mm -hmm. and folding in with their gifts. So that's what I love about it. Well, and I can say as your older sister, I'm six years older than you, that from the beginning you were a leader and you always knew what you thought you had your opinion and it didn't matter what anybody else thought. You knew what you felt and you knew what you thought. Mm -hmm. And so I think that has really served you well in leadership roles where you've had to, you know, kind of gather people and you've had to lead them one way. Mm -hmm. Um, and so from the time you were tiny, you had that gift. So it's been fun to watch it grow up and, um, it's served you well. You've served many people well. Thank you. Yeah. How about you? Well, I started writing well singing like you we mm -hmm. both did when we were tiny but writing songs at age five when our grandmother passed away she taught me you didn't get to meet her mm -hmm. but she taught me my very first few things on piano she played totally by ear amazing her dog would sit on the piano and sing with her when she played <laughs> and I loved it and I would go to her house and that's all I wanted to do and so she taught me a few things when she died I started writing songs and it felt like in some weird way like that music torch was passed. And then, you know, I did college, um, and got to study songwriting under Glory Gaither, but, you know, moved to Nashville with the hopes of, uh, an artist's career at the time worship. You know, this was in that same era you were saying, like I studied classical, but there was not really an option for worship or mm -hmm. I probably would have gone that route at yeah. the time. But, um, 
but you know, went through many obstacles and some of which we'll share later on this podcast, but of being in town, um, you know, it's a very competitive world here and I'm not really a competitor per se. Um, it's a competitive world in a lot of ways, but even as far as being a female and being in town, that's, it's another thing. So Mm -hmm. it's a whole nother thing. So went through a lot of different experiences, um, was faced with challenges of, you know, uh, illness, Lyme disease. Uh, my age was actually challenged with my age at one point, as far as that would be something that would hold me back from, uh, having an artist career in Christian music. Um, there's lots of things, but at the same time, God poured in lots of things that opposed some of those influences I was hearing. So, um, through it all, I, um, ended up becoming a songwriter, um, by default. That wasn't, I didn't ever, it was never on my radar, but I was always doing it. Mm. It was always a part of who I was. I just never had anybody say to me, Chrissy, you're a songwriter, or (laughs) I never thought it myself until your great name broke through. And once your great name, um, I watched that whole thing unfold and, um, let go of a song and let someone else sing it and watch what God did with it. It was like just a light came on in my brain. And I realized for the first time after being in town for 15 years, you would have thought it would have hit me sooner. But, um, you know, I am not really a performer by nature. I want to stay home with my kids. Um, and this, that God could use my heart in songs and the songs could do the traveling that I didn't have to do that, but he could still use me. And when all that realization came to me real through that experience, um, I basically discovered I was a songwriter. So I've been writing since I was five. I'm not going to tell you how old I am now. No telling. But um, yeah, it's been a beautiful journey. I'm really thankful. We've got three kids. And Mary Beth, you have three kids. Mm -hmm. Um, We have both ironically led some other uh, other business teams through mm-hmm. our careers. Um, so I think we've both learned a lot about leadership, but um, it's a crazy year this year. Um, back last fall, you were feeling a little um, not sure about where you guys were heading personally. Mm-hmm. And in a crazy way, your husband took a position at my church here in Franklin. Yeah. We finally got you to town. <laughs> and um, so we're really excited to be together. This is the first time I've ever had family as an adult in town. You too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for Chris's yeah. family, probably. Um, but that brings us to where we are here. And so we just have this heart. We see a gap today in uh, churches in America. Um, you want to tell a little bit about what you've seen? Yeah, I just, I think, um, I think there's a shortage in general of people that will step up to the plate and really take on leadership in the worship world, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, some of that sometimes is due to the fact that, um, there, there are some great women that are in a place where they can do that with some great leadership. But, um, sometimes people don't even think about that as an option. You know, if you just, just for the fun of it, you go through worship leader or worship pastor listings online and all of the pronouns are him, you know, throughout the whole thing. And this, I mean, I'm not trying to make this whole thing about, (laughs) about just, you know, the shortage of women, but in general, I don't even think that people always just in their mind think 
that there might be a, a woman out here with these great leadership skills that can get her arms around this ministry, mm-hmm. you know, that can, th- that's not just going to be a soloist or be featured on one song or step up to the plate at one song, you know, um, and do a great job, but somebody who can actually help to organize this and to utilize volunteers to the best of their abilities. And it's, um, honestly, that part of the job is such an intricate, um, part that, that, um, I don't know. It's like an art form, just trying to marry all these gifts and all these people and plug them in so that they can function the best together so that they, they have excellence in what they're bringing, but you're also using people that have a heart for worship, you know, and Mm -hmm. a heart for God. And so I, that's the need that I see. I think that people need to step up to the plate. I think, um, guys that are in, in, um, ministry roles need to recognize the the women that are out there that have gifts. I think there's some guys that might be listening right now that maybe you're, you're that person that needs to step up to the plate, you know, mm-hmm. that, um, that God's calling you to that and you're afraid for whatever reason to just grab a hold of it and go. And so I'm, I'm just definitely seeing it. I'm seeing a shortage of worship leaders in general, um, that are willing to really enter into that role and not just show up on a Sunday morning and be that worship artist, but, really get in with the people, you know? Yeah. And we, we realize that sometimes it's an awkward position for men that are worship leaders to be in, Mm -hmm. to be mentoring women underneath them in their congregation. And that's part of the need that we see and see, and hopefully part of the need that we're going to help fulfill. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from my perspective, from a writer's perspective, being here in Nashville, the last 20 years, I can definitely see like a favor on radio right now towards male voices Um, And then even in the writing world, a lot of times uh, it's more dominated by males than by females. And, you know, some of that is just career driven. Some of that is these women are having babies and then they're staying home with their babies. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I want to say to women is we need you. We need your heart in these songs. We need your heart in, in worship. And I think that women carry something different inside of them that reveals a different part of the heart of God than men do. And so I've seen really probably some of my best songs have been songs that have been um, both male and female Mm. together in the same song. Um, There's a power that happens, you know, that way. And we do have to be careful about co-writing and things like that. And those are all things that we're hoping to address Mm -hmm. um, through the course of our weeks together and months together and years together. But... (laughs) In decades together, in centuries. Well, and I would just, I want to just agree with that, Mm -hmm. echoing that I do think that um, men and women bring such a different thing to the plate. And one of the things I've strived to do for years, once I started to realize as I felt my way out in planning worship and putting together teams, is have a strong male leader and a strong female leader on stage almost at all, every chance I can, you know, so that when I'm out in the congregation, if I'm a man or I'm a woman or whoever I am, there's somebody I can look at on stage and I can, I can watch them worship and it helps me understand how to worship. And there, there may be a guy who watches another guy that's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, that dude can close his eyes and worship. He can lift his hands. I'm going to do that too. You know, just that example of worship, you know? And so I think that's huge. And I just heard somebody say the other day, um, that, the most successful, um, boards of, you know, any large organization, whether it's a fortune 500 company or whatever, the most successful are the ones that have the most diversity. Hmm. And I think that that can be true in our churches with male, female, just people of all different race, all different color, Mm -hmm. all different background. And I think that is a picture of what heaven's going to look like, you know? Yeah. So I love that. 
Yeah. So our heart and um, moving forward is to um, address some of these issues and encourage you um, and hopefully give you some resources as we're moving ahead as far as women being involved in worship, both from a leading and a songwriting perspective. Mm -hmm. And then long term, our heart is to be doing some conferences and that's something that we're going to be working towards. Absolutely. Um, and just so everybody knows, monthly we do a girls' um, songwriting group here in Nashville called Girls Write Out um, that meets the first Monday of every month. So if you're interested in that, um, you can contact us and let us know. We'll keep you posted on events. Um, but we've been doing things locally here for about four years, actually probably closer to five now years as far as praying, mentoring, speaking into other women in the songwriting world. And now we're so excited to do both the writing mentoring and then also the worship leading mentoring. So absolutely, we are looking forward to this journey with you all. Absolutely. Thank you guys. And I think that, you know, I feel like this is just the beginning. There's so many things that we could share about, but just, um, just to bring it full circle, I think we'd love to touch on um, how do you continue to do this and be a great mom, you know, and a great wife. Mm -hmm. And as I say this, I have a four-year-old tugging in my arm right now because he just discovered that we're in here doing this podcast. But, um, I've always made worship a part of my life throughout having my three kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that you can do that too. I think there's a way to do it and a way to do it well and keep balance. And so, so those are some of the things that we want to address too. just, you know, worship and, and songwriting, um, I think are things that if they're a part of your heart, like they have to be expressed, you know? Yeah. When one, one time somebody said something to me that changed my view on it. I said, you know, I think maybe I should stop doing this whole music thing. Cause it's, you know, it's so hard with the kids. And, um, it was actually my kid's pediatrician. He said to me, Chrissy, if you don't follow your dreams, you're not going to teach your children how to follow their dreams. Mm. And that's true. We don't stop when we have children. We keep going because that's what teaches them Absolutely. how to follow their dreams. So true. So we're super excited about starting this brave worship. Mm -hmm. Should we tell them why we called it brave worship? Well, you know, we, we tossed around several names and I think when, when that one was brought up, we were just kind of wide eyed, you know, yeah. we were like, that just seems like it, you know, well, I, it takes that, I think sometimes in our positions as mom, moms, like you're saying, mm -hmm. and in this culture and, um, you know, we feel like we have to rise to the occasion in some way. Oh yeah. Well, and if you think of worship as spiritual warfare, mm -hmm. you know, um, even in that realm, it's like, it does, it takes a lot from you to really engage mm -hmm. and to really bring it, um, in worship and, and be authentic on the inside, on the outside. And so I think that has, that has everything to do with it. So, yeah, well, we're, we're super, um, excited to be here and be starting this journey and be listening because our next podcast we have. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we have Darlene Check that we got a chance to talk with and just absolutely amazing. Um, she's somebody who's impacted my life for my entire journey mm -hmm. um, in ministry for sure. And before that, and just getting to talk to her was just amazing. So humble. Um, I really believe God has used her in a mighty way in the worship world um, for everyone in worship, but especially for women paving the way. So I can't wait for you guys to hear that. It's good stuff. Yeah. So keep listening and we're hopefully going to have lots and lots of more 
um, guests here from in town and around the world. So there you go. That's brave worship in a nutshell. (laughs) Thanks, guys. See you next week. I mean, talk to you next week. I mean, you'll be listening to us. After a while, crocodile. Pretty soon, Mr. Coon. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation, You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.